welcome back to Two Words with Taku, the podcast that's all about writing and it's recorded in sunny, sunshine-filled Melbourne, Australia. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on the mic. I have just been chock-a-block full of ideas and things that have been happening and I actually was thinking oh I need to wait until episode 80 uh, because I normally do my pit stop episodes every 20 episodes so that's when on the 20th episode I will tell you what's happening in my world and and just give you an, an overview summary thing of of what's happening but I, I couldn't wait two more episodes <laughs> So today is just going to be me just giving you a quick summary of what is happening in my writing world. In essence, it's just all happening at the same time. And so whenever you see me quiet on the podcast, it's because I am writing or I'm in meetings or I'm just taking some time out to breathe. And I've called this episode Pitches, Speeches and a Pit Stop in Perth because those are the main things that have been happening. So I'm going to quickly just go through each of those things and then hopefully that catches you up to speed if you haven't already been listening to the episodes or following me on social media. And probably Instagram is the best place to do so. So if you find me at Taku Speaks, you'll see all the photos and updates and things that I've been doing, places I've been, people I've been meeting. Um, it's, it's, oh my gosh, it's been amazing. Amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah. By the way, if this is your first time hearing this podcast, welcome. And, uh, you know, the podcast is about writing and it's essentially me talking about the things that I'm learning about writing and the world of storytelling as I'm on this incredible, scary, intimidating, daunting, wonderful, adventurous journey. Ugh, I hate that word, but you know what I mean? On this, on this journey okay on this journey to becoming a tv producer and making my own tv shows and things like that so straight into it the first big topic that i've written is pitches i feel like right now i am in a constant state of pitching and that's because i've gotten to a point where i've got enough stories enough ideas that i'm now starting to look for people to partner with me to help make them or people to sell them to or people to give me opportunities it's it's full on and i've written specifically this heading around pitches because it's 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 almost like a way of being you know if you're applying for a job and you need to do your resume that's essentially your pitch to say hey I'm the best person for this give me this job uh, if you're looking for funding um, actually I, I okay straight into it I had applied for a grant to produce some kids radio stories and that in essence was a pitch so I wrote up what I wanted to do the, to the team I'd be working with and I didn't get it and initially I was disappointed, but then considering everything that's happening uh, in all the other bits and pieces, it's probably a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of one example of how I'm now constantly just putting my ideas out there. Now, the main pitch that I'm working on right now is a kids TV show that I've been developing for the last year or so. I have kept kind of quiet about it because it's been... Um, Oh my gosh, it's been pretty intense uh, in terms of learning a lot about screenwriting, doing these crash courses, meeting people. But I've gotten to a point where in the last couple of months and in fact the last couple of weeks, I have been working with a screenwriting mentor to now develop a really crisp 
pitch document or pitch bible which now hopefully i'm going to be able to use to approach broadcasters to approach other production companies that i want to perhaps co-produce with and oh my gosh it's just been the most fascinating thing because i worked as a technical writer for so long that you almost get comfortable with a certain way of writing your words or your stories and and your your documents your tenders proposals but coming into writing tv pitches specifically has been phenomenal to learn how to make things even more punchier, even more engaging, even more mysterious. And I've really been enjoying that process of putting that together. Uh, so with this TV show, it's like a teenage drama series and I created this world. I spent maybe a couple of days just literally with butter paper in my living room, markers, uh, sketch pads, photographs, magazines, and just created this huge world. And I came up with a 42-page docu document uh, to, to capture this world, the characters, what they're doing, their bios, the locations, everything. And then I sent that on to my screenwriting mentor, and he was like, wow, dude, this is intense. You're going to have to whittle this down to six to ten pages, which... At first I thought, yeah, yeah, sure, I could do that. But it was actually really hard because when you're writing, for example, a TV show synopsis, oh man, it's, it's, it's an art form. So I had a crack at it and then he came and then he rejigged some stuff and it sounds and looks amazing. And my gift really is in terms of the visual side of things, in terms of, you know, painting that picture. I knew exactly what I wanted these kids to look like. I know where they live. And so, you know, I've got these photographs. I've done some sketches. And, and so together with having this person help me write this pitch document and then me putting in the graphics, I am so excited about this this pitch or this document, this idea that I now want to be putting out. So the next stage for me right now is starting to work on the pilot episodes, um, well, episode and then the subsequent ones, and writing that screenplay or those scripts and, and further developing that whilst also looking for the companies I'm going to work with. Because one of the big things that has kept me quiet is that I have finally formed my own production company. Woohoo! And I will probably do a soft launch to, you know, to everyone in the coming weeks or months. I'm just tidying up all the bits and pieces that I need to do. But even with that, that's sort of segueing into the next pitch that I had to do. I was looking for investors for this production company. I don't know if you listened to the episode a couple of episodes a while ago where I was saying I was looking for a co-founder co-founder for my production company. Well, I went and sought some business advice, some legal advice, and had some really good discussions around how I was going to structure my production company. And um, yeah, it's really, really exciting right now. So it's all set up now. Everything's, you know, set up all properly, legally. I've got my accountant all done. And yeah, one of the things was I would like to look for funding or I was looking for funding to help with the startup. And again, I wrote this pitch document saying exactly what I want to do, what I want to work on, what I want to produce and why people should invest in this company and why me? Why me as Takumbuzi? Why should people jump on this ride with me? And it was really, it was really interesting because 
essentially this pitch document I'm talking about for the production company was my business plan or is my business plan. And I think I've mentioned it before that I've had two other businesses in the past where I've written business plans, but oh my gosh, they were just so soul crushing because I, I just got overwhelmed by the wording of what I need to say and then the forecasting and the budgets, all of that stuff. And this time around with this production company, writing my business plan, writing those pitch documents, those emails was so um, painless. I really was so fired up as I'm writing and been downloading reports from different places and researching and the way I was able to just quickly put it into this document and just say why, why I'm so fired up about doing this was really also quite important for me to see what makes a good pitch because then the response was really quick and easy. People were like, yep, we get it, we want in, yep, we get it, we get it. Um, so that's what I'm still learning about pitching because this is definitely no, nowhere near the end. This is just the beginning. But it's all about um, crystallizing the idea and then knowing what to say to whom is also really so important. So I'm really enjoying this space at the moment. But, you know, that's why I can't podcast as much as I'd like to because I am writing. And some of, that, some of those times I really have to be disciplined around how I'm managing my time. Um, but it's been phenomenal. And I think two episodes ago, I talked about how I was a finalist for the Frankie Podcast Plus Writing Award in um, the Good Stuff Awards. So this is a big Australian magazine and they're very much for artists, for creative people. And when I applied, it was a mini pitch. So you had to submit uh, a story, so either a piece of writing that you've done or a piece of audio from your podcast. And I submitted the teaser snippet from my story, Joyolo. And so I became a finalist and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I was done. I was like, great, I'm a finalist, that's great. But then I won. In fact, I don't think I've podcasted about it since then. No, I don't think I have. But anyhow, I, I, I won that award. So what that meant was then Frankie put me in their magazine. Also, I've had a lot more people, you know, talk to me about podcasting. I've had a lot more downloads of the podcast, which is amazing. It's really amazing. And the love from, you know, my creative colleagues and other finalists and winners has been absolutely mind-blowing. And something interesting happened after that because... I've been in uh, contact with a publisher about publishing some other stories of mine and things like that. But after I saw the response to the Frankie magazine thing, to my story, to the downloads, I was really like, you know what? I really would love this to be a book. I really now want to have a, a, a written or visual representation of the story and this world that I've created in my mind, but also in sound. So I went back to that publisher and I pitched this idea of doing this book. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, huh, what? <laughs> and I've actually done, um, I posted on Instagram the photo of me in shock because then the publisher said, uh, okay, well, you, you can go off and find an illustrator that you think would work with this story. And... Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm not making sense right now, but I really want to stress, and what I'm trying to really show is how 
empowering and how powerfully powerful uh, and not in a weird or vain way but I said when you really really know what you want to write or what you want to make or what you want to do or if your vision is really clear and you start to test it in small little ways sorry about the truck by the way I live near a busy road um, but when you start to test these ideas little by little by little you just I, I just can't explain how amazing it feels to then put forward a proposal that is based on evidence and things that you've tried. If, I mean, this story was a story that was first rejected by another publisher because they said it was too different for the anthology that they were going to originally put it in. So come full circle almost two years, I've reworked the story. I have played with it, I've pulled it apart, I've thrown it to other people, I've collaborated, I've created this crazy radio play that sometimes I'm even like, what the hell was I thinking? I've put it out into competitions, I've shared it with people, and now my original desire for this story to get published is getting published in a far better way than I imagined. Uh, so that's really encouraging to me as well as I go forward with all these other ideas and shows and business plans and things that I'm trying to put forward is, okay, what can I pull back from that I've learned, that I've seen, that I've tried to help really inform the proposals I put forward? And it's, it's really giving me life right now. It is really making me feel like I'm okay. All those times I got rejected, all those times I got told, now you can't do that. It's all been leading up to these moments and and the reason why I want to talk about these pictures if anyone is listening is that oh when you pitch something you really have to believe that it is good and then you also have to prove in a way that you are the person to take it or to run it or to own it or to manage it and uh, I can't explain it you guys as you can tell I'm in feels right now there's just there's just some, something has definitely shifted for me and I'm enjoying that and now what I'm doing is also starting to teach that to other young people and writers and and people who are in my networks about how to pitch yourself how to sell yourself your ideas in a way that is honest and that is captivating and that is uh, fun so I will keep you posted on how, how all of that is going um, but yeah that's my little segment on pitches. Okay, moving on to speeches. I don't think I've shared anything about speeches in a little while. Uh, you may have known if you've listened before that I used to do a lot of inspirational speaking in Perth and I still do a bit here and there, but my focus has now changed to the TV producing thing. Uh, but with the inspirational speeches, I would go into schools or community events, wherever, and I just share my story. And that can be anything from why I moved from Africa, from Zimbabwe to Australia, to what I'm working on, to just whatever it is that maybe the client would have said, come and tell these kids, um, maybe come and share some hope. And I was in Perth recently, and I managed to, in fact, I was... I managed to go to a school and do a school library talk with maybe 50 to 60 kids who are years three to six. So that's about year, I mean, ages seven to maybe 10. 
and I haven't really done a school talk since August last year and oh my gosh it was just it was just so beautiful to remember how powerful it is to get up on a stage or to get up on a platform and to just speak but to put together a story or something that captivates ears or an audience you know it's really really powerful and, and so yeah I did that and then I got invited to MC a symposium so <laughs> this was literally the next day a grown-up symposium run by government officials and funded by government um, agencies and by the Youth Affairs Council of WA and there were speeches there as well so they were I think six official speakers they were psychologists they were neuropsychologists some of them were doctors some of them were counselors and the the theme of that symposium was trauma-informed practice in essence trying to discuss how people who are out there in the caretaking caregiving um social uh, sorry justice or um in hostels or foster care systems, how they can work better with young people who've been through traumatic experiences. So it was very hardcore. It was very hardcore in the sense that the people who are there are dealing at the front line with some very real things. You know, uh, we were talking about youth suicide. We were talking about, you know, some of the abuse that happens in some of these institutions. So in the juvenile justice system, in, you know, in mental institutions, in, in foster care homes and hostels. And when they asked me to MC the event, they said, we're actually looking for a dynamic MC. And I thought, oh, okay, uh, great. Yeah, sure, I'd love to do it. But I wanted to do it because I wanted to learn from these people. Again, um, you know, this whole thing of me writing these stories and working on this TV show that is about teenagers, I'm really loving being able to listen to different people speak. So speeches on TED, speeches in person, speeches on YouTube, speeches on the radio, as in any time that somebody's presenting some words or work or research that they've put together or, or life experience that they've put together to share knowledge or wisdom. I am soaking it up like a sponge. And the things that I learned from that event were, were really, really deep. And that's something that I'm really curious about as well in the performances that I give in terms of my stand-up or doing these school talks is... Um, yeah, always learning about how to give and share wisdom and love, but also how to listen. And as the MC of the event, I definitely <laughs> kept it light. So I was like, you know, the happy segue between some of the, the speeches, you know, which were, you know, sharing facts and research and stats and all this stuff. And it was over the whole day. But by the end of it, the main thing that I came away from with it was... Um, or that I took away after the day were three things around silence. So the silence that leaders might need to give or, or the silence that they, they need to have to be able to really listen to the people around them, their community, their staff. Then another word was quiet. There was an Indigenous elder there who spoke about the power of being quiet, so being quiet around young people, 
so that they know you're there to support and you give them the space to try or you give them the space to speak up. So you as the adult, you need to be quiet. And then the last one was stillness. And this was the word that I just felt and that I even said to the audience, you know, to be still so that you can listen, so you can hear yourself, but also to hear what other people are saying. Um, Yes, I'm really interested by that right now and and listening and also, you know, speeches that are kind of hot at the moment. If any of you are into hip hop and all of that, there's a lot of stuff around Kanye and some of the speech that, you know, he's been making uh, around, you know, American politics, slavery, all these really interesting topics. But, you know, to just sit and listen to someone speak, I'm really enjoying that as well. And when you're listening, sometimes you can't speak as much. So that's another reason why I haven't been on here, is just soaking up a lot of things, just processing, making my own sort of, um, you know, conclusions and writing and just feeding that back into my stories. And it's only now that I'm surfacing again to say, oh my gosh, I'm here, I'm coming up for air. And... That's kind of what's happening around the speeches. Oh, and also, oh, I forgot to mention, this is something very exciting and I'm trying to be completely zen about it. Speeches again. um, I recently got asked and invited and announced, I guess, as the new host of The Moth in Melbourne. So that's the the moth, which I'm always talking about. It's uh, It was started in New York, and they have these story slam competitions and events around the world. And in Melbourne, I've told two stories, and the last one that I told, I won that slam. But the producer of that show had already nominated me as a host because they were looking at doing a second show. And... Yeah, so again, this whole thing around speeches and people being on stage and crafting stories and crafting words, I'm about to be thrown into that even more hosting this event, and I am beyond excited, if I could tell you. Uh, But that may well have to be another episode, because, yeah, too many feels. So yeah, that thing around speeches, listening to other people's speeches, uh, working out what ones I need to say... Um, yeah, it's a really interesting space and time for me right now as well. Loving it. Okay, and I guess the last point was this whole thing of a pit stop, a pit stop in Perth. If you haven't heard before, I moved to Melbourne about a year and a half ago. I really felt this pull or this tug to make TV, to come over here, meet new people, collaborate, try my ideas. And I had a friend's wedding Uh, in April, just gone, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to fly back to Perth for this wedding, but I might as well spend some time with my friends and my loved ones, and I took my partner, and it was a phenomenal two weeks, it really was, it was amazing to go back and see my friends, and some of the young people I've worked with, a couple of old clients, and, you know, the one thing people kept asking is, oh, so how's it going over there in Melbourne, what are you up to, what are you doing? And I won't lie, it felt amazing to say, oh my gosh, everything is going great. I am so happy. I am creatively free. I'm producing the stuff that I want to. I'm meeting phenomenal people. I am in love and I'm happy. He's fabulous. I am, 
I am so full. And then just to talk to different people depending on who they were. So if it was young people, I'd tell them about some of the challenges that I've had to overcome here, but how you know, doors are opening. If it was my friends, I'd talk about, you know, how I've started making friends over here and, and you know, the friendship groups I've got. If it was TV people, I'd talk about, oh my gosh, I'm working on this and this. If it was writers, you know, it was, it was phenomenal for me to look back and say, I've really learned so much. I've learned so much from jumping out in faith. Faith in driving across the Nullarbor for the five days that it took to get here. But faith also in throwing myself in the deep end and having this crash course in learning about media, writing, radio, everything, trying things that really have terrified me, but that are paying off in the most unexpected ways. It blows my mind. Uh, it felt really good. And me coming on here to just share that is because I know a lot of you listening are my friends and supporters, but also many of you might not have heard of me and, you know, you don't know much about all the story and stories and, and the things I'm trying to do, but it's almost like just a pit stop for me to say I went back to where I'd come from originally. Um, well, actually, no, I can't say originally. Originally, I'm from Zimbabwe, but as an I came, I went back to where I'd last had a pit stop. So in Perth was my last pit stop where I thought, okay, this is going to be the place where I'm going to grow and do all these crazy things, but I had to move on from that place and to go back and reflect on what I've learned. Uh, it was actually pretty emotional sometimes. There were a lot of ugly cries, a lot of moments of just deep reflection and gratitude and the one thing I guess that's really stood out is that, yeah, I really feel like I've made the right move. I, I have a lot of love and support in Perth, in Melbourne, in different places, uh, you know, around the world through family and friends, uh, collaborators, fellow creatives. And being here, yes, definitely is the right thing for me. I am, I'm happy. I'm really, really happy. And even talking about it now, you know, I feel a little emo because it kind of feels like a dream sometimes. It's, it's a really beautiful dream taking these ridiculous leaps and just jumping and trusting myself and my ideas in the sense that that's what's guiding me. These stories, these characters, these visions, are, they're so much bigger than just me. When I'm throwing them out, people are, are they're buying in, they're interested, they're curious. I'm not alone as I'm trying to develop these things. And it's, it's a really wonderful feeling. So I didn't want to wait until my 80th episode to be able to share that with you. I really wanted to say that now. And I'll end also... Um, on a, on a really, I guess, a positive note about this podcast and how even Two Words with Taku, something that I thought would just be a fun little thing, is, is just, it's just becoming its own thing. And it's, it's wonderful. I, I've been doing this podcast now for well over a year. And in that time, I've really, oh, I've listened to phenomenal podcasts by fellow Australian podcasters, people overseas. I've learned so much more about podcasting and just these, these cultures, these networks, these 
ideas, rules. I mean, it's been it's been phenomenal. Jeez, that is the word of the day. I need to find another word. But anyhow, uh, the other week, the other day on Saturday night, we had the Australian Podcast Awards, and I was very lucky. I was invited to help judge those awards, and um, you know, I can't talk about that whole process. But that one night, to be able to stand on stage and present uh, an award to some fellow podcasters to be able to celebrate with fellow podcasters about this medium, this platform, was also a real joy for me because to me that is my measure of success. So not not to be a judge or not to be on stage, no, but to have found my tribe or another tribe, um, I've got my TV tribe, I've got my book tribe, but my podcasting tribe and my people and to be able to sit with people and sound makers and sound designers who I admire and to have conversations about sound, to to just be in that space with, with people who get it was also really, really special. And, and so, yeah, as a last encouragement for anybody out there who is thinking about podcasting, who wants to get into it, please just try it. Just have a play. It is the most liberating experience that I've had in a long time. It has helped me become a better writer. It has opened up my networks uh, and people that I, I get to meet or work with. It has taught me so much about storytelling, sound engineering, um, presenting, uh, authenticity as well, patience. Oh my goodness, it has taught me so much about patience and I really encourage anybody who's interested in trying it to do so, but also for people to keep looking out for new podcasts, any topic you can think of, they're out there and to connect within those communities to support them and yeah, so I personally would like to thank everybody who's been listening everybody who's been downloading, people who have given feedback and written reviews, I, I'm really grateful for you. And I'm, I'm really grateful for everybody who is in the Australian podcasting community. Much love. And on that note, I guess that's it from me. That is the update of what I'm working on. I'm going to keep working on my pitches. I'm going to be listening to and preparing more speeches. And, and I'm going to keep podcasting. My name is Taku Mbudzi. You've been listening to Two Words with Taku. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as at Taku Speaks, or you can just visit the website taku.com.au. It has all the links to all my episodes, blog posts, pictures, social media, everything. And if you want to say hello, there's a contact form on there as well. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a fabulous day.